0: Time for
1: a pbfg quick hitter. Alright, so we just finished watching Baker Mayfield absolutely fucking dominate.
0: He did the Tom Brady drive.
1: I, I I said I said I was kinda joking. But when the fourth quarter started and we stopped recording the actual podcast, I, I turned to Alex and I said, He's gonna do the Tom Brady. They're down thirteen, he's gonna get a touchdown he earned and then a last minute touchdown that looks fucking miraculous.
0: And it was eerily reminiscent of Baker's first ever NFL game, which I was at. And I said, this, this is very similar. And Joe went, they're going to win. I have a feeling, which he also told me in Baker's first ever game, where he led a 13-point comeback to win the game.
1: So... We have been championing Baker Mayfield for a few years now and people have been spitting in our faces and look one game against the Raiders of all teams does not undo any of that. However, one of the big critiques has always been like when push comes to shove when it's the final drive to put a team away or to come back Baker always throws a backbreaking pick Baker can't get it done. And today, he looked like his old self. He, he looked unfazed by the pressure, and he, he transcended. There were not a lot of open receivers. He was getting pretty consistently pressured on the final two drives, and he just made it work.
0: Yeah, he looked great. I mean, he, he maneuvered the pocket incredibly well. Max Crosby was dominant, as usual, just everywhere. For my money, the best defensive lineman in the
1: NFL right now, and I know that that's controversial.
0: I mean, I don't think you'll get too much. It's a Baker pod. Um, <laughs> that was it. Was just clean, man. He was confident. He was slinging the ball. It was downfield. Yeah, maybe the Raiders weren't playing the smartest of defense, and that defense is atrocious. But Baker was there he on two threw days. A perfect go ball. Yeah, it was, I don't he, care
1: if you're there two years. Per- throwing a
0: perfect go ball with.
1: 10 seconds left in the game to the end zone is tough to do, and he did it.
0: Yeah, and his receivers made some nice plays. Karanik, that catch on that last drive was great. I mean, it was a perfect I mean, ball we, from we, Baker, We just watched it that, was a
1: really nice catch. The game-winning go ball, like, Baker was—Max Crosby was a half a step from killing him. Like, it's not like that was an unpressured clean pocket throw. Baker played really well under a significant amount of pressure, and you know what the, the telling thing is? So— Basically, Baker righted all the wrongs of his Browns and Panthers days. Like, another thing I noticed, there were no even close-to-turnover-worthy plays in this game.
0: Yeah, just the one on the uh, DPI.
1: Which was, like, clearly a good throw that was DPI'd. hmm Like, he, he played clean ball. He missed a few, probably had some chemistry issues, probably had some uh, issues understanding the offense. I get it. He's been there less than two days. But... A lot of really positive throws. Finally, an offense that lets him, you know, rip the fucking restrictor plates off and throw down the field. Like, And guess what? Oh, miraculously, he's really good at throwing down the field. Yeah.
0: I mean, he, again, not every pass is perfect. He underthrew some stuff. And there were some balls that didn't come out looking good whatsoever. But at the end of the day, he made big-time throws when he needed to. He kept that offense moving. And the... They came back from thirteen with what, like six minutes left?
1: Yeah, no, he had two perfect drives. His, it was exactly the Tom Brady timeline. They had five and a half minutes left when the second drive, second last drive started.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the Rams are terrible. We've been talking about how they're well, probably the worst team in the I NFL mean, his right now. Starting
1: wide receivers were Ben Skarownik, who is six foot three, Jarvis Landry, and then. Van Jefferson.
0: Yeah, like, the, I mean, they're, they're guys that should be playing in the league, Ta- but...
1: Ty Seki is on his third team this year, coming off of two practice squads. He's 38 years old. He is their starting left tackle right now.
0: Yeah, it's tough. He
1: joined the team two weeks ago.
0: Their team is very bad.
1: Or not two weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. He joined their team in November. Like... Baker transcended everything.
0: What a game, man.
1: Dude, it, just, it was so perfect because it's everything we've said would happen if he was with a functional team. And even though they had no roster talent, it was functional. Players ran the right routes. There were not miscommunications. It was it was clean. Finally, he had people making plays on the ball. He had receivers knowing their limitations. There was no, you know, Ben Skoranek's not going to pull a DJ Moore and think that he can outrun two defensive backs on a streak. He looks back for the back shoulder ball. That back shoulder ball that Baker threw to Ben Skoranek deep downfield on the final drive, on the right sideline, he's thrown that ball to DJ Moore about 15 times this year. And every single time, DJ Moore's not looking for it because he thinks he can win over the top. And every single time, it looks like Baker's a fucking idiot who can't throw the ball accurately. Ben Skranek knows what the fuck he's doing, and he knows his limitations. He's got a brain about the game. He's well-coached, and he makes the play.
0: Yeah, and I think this is the, the difference between some of the stuff that would happen in Cleveland where... It was just drops or, like, a yard off, and we couldn't, you know—
1: Or Jarvis is going to run, like, this weird, like, impromptu route because he thinks he can get some weird release separation.
0: Yeah, it just felt like guys didn't make plays for him too often. Like, if he wasn't playing really well, then it wasn't going to work. And tonight, I mean, he played really well, but guys made tough catches for him, too. Skronic made a couple that Baker didn't put it exactly where he should, and he came back to the ball, or, I mean, on that back shoulder, it was beautiful, but Skronic still caught it over the guy's head, like, turned around.
1: And And that's part of it. Like, in order to make a lot of great throws, or even just good throws, a lot of the time it takes a receiver doing the right thing, even if it's not spectacular, like, even if a receiver's not making a crazy catch they have to be doing the right thing for you to make a big play yeah and and, and they were because they're well coached not because they're better players just they know what the hell's going
0: on yeah i mean we talk about joe burrow of how often like his receivers make the play for him, but we give him credit for it because he knows that his guys are going to be there and they're going to help him out. Yeah. And I don't think Baker has had that at other places.
1: No, he's never, he's definitely never had a ball winner. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm sure he thought that's what OBJ was going to be with him. And that obviously did not work. But, But I feel like right now, even though these guys are scrubs, tonight they made plays for him. Yeah. And if you get Baker confident and you let him sling, he's the best version of himself.
1: Yeah, and I do—like, th- dude, this situation is so far superior to his last two stops. Simply, because okay, First of all, anybody who knows anything about Baker knows that he's a big-time Los Angeles guy. He fucking loves L.A. This is where he wanted to be anyway. This is where he summers. This is going to be huge for him on a personal level. Additionally, he's got a coach that knows what the fuck he's doing. Like, yeah. Say what you will about Kevin Stefanski. Maybe he's a good coach, maybe he's not. Doesn't seem that he can win games without Baker Mayfield. However, we'll, uh, we'll you know, we'll <laughs> see. Uh, it's strange how just, like, the only thing that got worse about their team was their quarterback play, and they're infinitely worse. But uh, whatever. Um, Say what you will about Kevin Stefanski. At the very best, he is a promising coach who is very young. And at the worst, he's a coach that is lazy and doesn't put the time in and Maybe isn't long for this league, because the problems with him and Baker largely stemmed from Baker getting on Stefansky's ass and pushing him about that's funny, About being in all the team meetings, staying late, etc. Like Baker wanted more effort from Stefansky and Stefansky thought it was inappropriate for Baker to ask more of him.
0: I think that's a pretty, um, that's a bit of a slant.
1: I don't think it's a slant. The, the, apparently the big feud happened because Stefanski was in a meeting with Miles Garrett coddling him rather than an offensive install meeting.
0: That It was not an install meeting. It was a review of the game before that they have the entire offensive staff. Who in. calls the plays? Stefanski does, but he'll be the first one to tell you that he doesn't really call the plays. The OC and Bill Callahan are giving him plays. He goes up and say, "Hey, what do you like here?" And they tell him. Okay. Um,
1: I would say that Sean McVay's got a little bit. Uh, he's a little bit more buttoned up and a little bit more hands
0: on. Yeah, and I like this is just not important for Baker stuff. But Baker was a dick in Cleveland, and I think the interview he kind of admitted to it. Of don't let all the outside stuff change who you are on the team. And the reports out of it from a lot of people were that Baker did not handle the last year well. So I wouldn't be shocked if everyone is saying he was an asshole and he's alluding to he was an asshole. He might have been a bit of a dick. I don't think Stefanski handled it well either, but He's think,
1: the coach. I think Stefanski's proven he hasn't handled anything well at any point ever. But I think he
0: struggles when the, the heat's on. I,
1: I think it's fair to say that Matt Rule either is not putting in the time or is simply not remark, remotely competent. Uh, I, I think that, that everybody yeah, would that part bad. I
0: That part I will not fight you on whatsoever. And,
1: and we, we can confirm from pretty good sourcing that Baker is a model citizen in Carolina. It's just that that coaching staff is beyond help. Helpless,
0: just yeah. bad. Honestly, I think him being such a good teammate this year points to how much of maybe he was a jerk last yeah, year. That makes sense. Because he's overcorrecting. Either
1: way, we've said all along if Baker could just get some competent, not even good, not even special, just like reliable and consistent help around him and some coaching that makes sense and plays to his strengths, he would look really good. Yeah, because Baker's his own worst enemy,
0: and he gets in his own head and starts trying to be hero stuff. But if you get him into a spot where he's comfortable in the game he's playing, he's really fucking good.
1: And, like, why do we love Baker Mayfield? Because he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at throwing that deep-to-intermediate ball. Mm -hmm. That ball that's, like, 17 to 23 yards downfield. There's not many people in the world better than him at that because he's got the elite zip because he's really good at threading needles he's consistent with it and again kevin stefanski's offense may be good it may be bad it may be somewhere in between but the way that he likes to run his offense is lots of dinks and dunks he doesn't like to throw downfield, and when he does he likes to do it in strange ways that are not traditional past concepts
0: yeah he uses the downfield as like his his change up to try and get him off
1: and that's totally fine, and maybe with a different quarterback it works, although we haven't seen that ever at any point with any quarterback, including Kirk Cousins. Uh, but... Kirk had great stats. Yeah, and his fucking ADOT was like two. Um, anyway, Sean McVay in his first game with... ASAP Rocky looks less attractive.
0: Uh, you, you talking about how hot you find ASAP Rocky? <laughs> yeah, less so. Um,
1: like something has changed about him.
0: He didn't didn't he put
1: a baby in Rihanna. I hate when you get rich people pregnant. Just it takes so many years off you. Um, anyhow, it wouldn't be a PBFG production without a strange tangent, and us getting completely distracted. But no, I,
0: on our fifteen minute Baker recap,
1: <laughs> not even bud. We're looking at ten without the silences. So yeah. we're not done. <laughs> In Sean McVay's first game with Baker Mayfield, he's known him for 48 hours effectively. You know, famous plane ride aside, he immediately came out and said, "Throw the ball downfield, dude. Go ahead. We don't have any deep threats on this team. Like Matt Stafford couldn't throw deep effectively on this team because we don't have deep threats. But we know that's what you do well, so go ahead and try." And he he threw 35 times. Yeah, he's in his on his first start. He's he's never thrown a practice ball. Start. (laughs) Yeah. Baker Mayfield's never started a game for the LA Rams, and he's never practiced with the LA Rams in pads. And he's thrown 35 passes for the Mm -hmm. Rams and won a game on a 98-yard drive.
0: Yeah, he's thrown more passes in-game than he has in practice with that team.
1: He threw 20 passes or so in a walkthrough without pads against air. And he threw 35 passes against the Raiders, which, understandably, is pretty close to throwing against air. Yeah. But he looked great and honestly i'm just really excited about what he could do next week against a green bay team that has no pass rush and plays soft zones
0: yeah i mean i'm i'm always worried with baker about the rebounds from the highs yep and the team is still very bad
1: it's not good i mean it was it was really hard to watch for a lot of this game
0: but I am excited. I'm happy that he's at least like playing, and this moment for him was fun because we both like him and feel like he's gotten screwed the last couple of years and he i mean we were watching the post game interview and everything, and they were putting up tweets from everybody in the league that was talking about, oh my God, look at you know Baker, what a game he came in two days two days of prep, and he does this. And so it's like fun to see him get his flowers after getting shit on for the last two years. And even if he goes out and sucks next game, I'm just happy that it, this night happened because it was very fun.
1: I'm also, I, I'm I'm personally a little bit frustrated because I was so ready to just give up on the Baker dream and, and wish it away. Like I, I said, going to the Rams is a death knell. Like it's going to be the end because they're so overrated and... It's just, they're so bad right now. They're so overrated, and he's not going to get a real chance, and it's just going to fucking end him in the eyes of the media. And I I guess even I underestimated how fucking important having competent players and coaches is.
0: Yeah. That's literally all it was. Yeah, I mean, that's what he talked about, of how much the team communicates, and they were working with them, and the O-line was helping him out. And And everybody
1: knew what route they were supposed to run, and they didn't freelance because they feel... Honestly, I don't even necessarily blame guys like DJ Moore and OBJ and Jarvis Landry. Like, when you've got coaches you don't respect and who don't demand something from you and don't hold you to a standard, especially if you feel like you're hot shit, yeah, you're going to freelance. I fucking do that type of shit. If I'm working with a boss who doesn't, like, really demand my respect, I'll fuck around. So I get it.
0: Yeah. If you're don't, if you not bought into the plan either, like, you don't think it's going to work. But with Sean McVay, you're going to buy the fuck in. Absolutely. And he's going to
1: coach you hard because he's psycho.
0: Yeah. So I'm
1: excited about what I just saw. I don't know what it means for the future. I don't know if the Rams re-sign him. I don't know if they can afford to. I don't know what Stafford does. And I still think Stafford's probably a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. However, I really thought that this would suck. I was so ready to give up on Baker. I was so ready to give up on the Rams like a month ago. Because famously, I thought the Rams were going to be great this year. And then their roster fell apart and everything sucked and their defense sucked. And it frustrated me. And as, you know, as a Los Angelino. Because uh, I still haven't gotten my Illinois driver's license in the mail yet. So I'm technically a Los Angelino still.
0: He has a California shelf on his bookshelf.
1: I do. It's got license plates and some flowers and an old driver's license. Um, the Rams have pulled me back in yet again.
0: Just when I thought it was hell.
1: I'm going to have to wait until Darion Kendrick gives up his number six jersey, you little fucking punk bitch. However, I'm going to get a Baker Mayfield Rams jersey if he's around next year.
0: It'll be fun, man. I mean, again, I have no idea what's going to happen. Is God trying blast. to tell me to
1: move back to L.A.? Right after I move back to Chicago. Uh,
0: I would wait to see if Baker's still on the team in um, we'll me March. We'll give him a year.
1: This time next year, if Baker's uh, still on the Rams, I'll think about it.
0: Yeah, it would be right about the time your lease is up, too.
1: It would be almost exactly when my lease is up. But that was just, I'm, I'm very glad that we were recording the pod during this game, and we were able to watch it, and I'm also extremely glad that we finished the pod in time to watch the fourth quarter with the volume up.
0: Yeah, that was incredible. It worked out perfect.
1: Remember when they were uh, talking about maybe you should bench Baker Mayfield because he got sacked on second and nine?
0: Yeah, that was that um, was next level stupid. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Was it a should should they have benched him? <laughs> I think John Wolford wins this game by three.
0: Apparently his shoulder doesn't even work right now. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the crazy thing. Baker was not supposed to play. Yeah. They were like, yeah, if John can't go, like be ready, but John's playing.
1: I think the plan was for him to start against Green Bay and that like like the ramp up they were going this intense getting him to learn plays so that he could start in ten more days. <laughs> and instead he balled out on two days. And there were bumps, but like every time he knew what he was supposed to be doing, it looked good. Yeah.
0: And now they get A mini-buy.
1: And now I, as soon as you leave, uh, maybe start recording a video on this.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Like,
1: literally, as soon as it gets posted, I'm doing it. I love it. All right, buddy. What a magical night. I'm glad I got to share it with you.
0: Absolutely. Baker's the only quarterback in NFL history to complete a 13-point or more comeback in the fourth quarter in his debut with two different teams, the Los Angeles Rams and the Cleveland Browns. I was at that game. Fuck you, Sam Darnold.
1: I think that's a a good note to end on. I agree. Until next time, this has been a PBFG Quick Hitter.